0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work
1: Hello. Are you receiving me Snaresbrook? Loud and clear. We're doing this remotely, but neither of us have COVID?
2: No. What's going on? Well, I couldn't go out because I didn't have a babysitter. (laughs) Could you not tether him to something? My son? Yes. Oh, is that legal?
1: (laughs) I don't know if it's, uh, maybe it's frowned upon.
2: A frown, okay, not illegal, but frowned upon. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I think you probably need to do it a few times to have your kid removed. Oh,
2: that's a good attitude.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine it's a one strike and you're out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, before, um, before you came on the call, I was just reading about Pluto. So these strange lumps on the surface of Pluto have been identified by scientists as a cluster of ice volcanoes. Oh, exciting! I just think, um, I just think you've got to hand it to Pluto. It's really upped its game. Yeah, since it nearly got kicked out. Well, it did get kicked out. I mean, this is oh, the I thought, point. I thought
2: it got, I thought it got back in again. No, no, it
1: got downgraded in two thousand and six from being a planet, and that was a bitter blow. And a lot of people would never come back from that. But Pluto has been thinking, okay, got to, uh, got to reinvent ourselves here, and. It's it's really pulled itself together and come back with something I think spectacular.
2: Yeah, an ice volcano. Yes, it yeah. probably will get back in again now. Yeah.
1: This is like the Beach Boys when they came back with Kokomo in right. the 80s. Right. Everybody thought the Beach Boys <laughs> they were just a, a fun bunch of guys with surfboards from the 60s, but there they were in the late 80s in that Tom Cruise film Cocktail. <laughs> Singing, ooh, I want to take you to Keelan. No, you're not going to join in?
2: I don't really remember this, I have to say. You don't remember Kokomo? No, I don't. Is uh, it good?
1: Well, it was. I think it was a number one. Okay. The public voted with their purses. Hmm. Whether it's good or not is, is immaterial. I don't know. I can't tell whether it's good. I never used to think it was good. And then more recently, because things remind me of being young, I have a certain affection for them, which... I think um, clouds my judgment somewhat. Right, right, yeah. If I'd, um, if I'd been the, I mean, I don't know what it is. The Astronomical Society, who is the governing body for planets?
2: Uh, yes, the Astronomical Society. The yeah. ro- no,
1: the Royal Astronomical Society. That's the one. Yeah. I guess that's not international, though. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would never have downgraded Pluto.
2: I think it was a big mistake. I don't know why they did it.
1: I just imagine it's a lot of effort then having to change all the textbooks and wall charts and those <laughs> yeah. models of planets with the sun in the middle and then the rest going round on little wires. Although it's the one on the furthest out, so you're just taking that one out. It probably doesn't make it that much of a difference.
2: Was there an outcry? I, because there should have been, and I don't remember, because you're right, I didn't think about them having to
1: change textbooks. That's quite major, isn't it? I remember feeling upset by it right right but but no more than that yeah do you um do you think the the cluster of ice volcanoes would make you more or less likely to visit Pluto
2: um well I'm trying to think about ice volcano and in my head it's spurting ice rather than like molten lava yeah and that's kind of exciting to me
1: but would you go it's a long way
2: Mm, how long would it take me, do you think?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just think my brother is constantly talking about how he'd like to be one of the first people to colonize Mars. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he feels like his life has so little going on. Oh. He wouldn't mind getting on a rocket ship and never seeing anybody he has any connection to ever again. I think that's his, his general attitude. Whereas okay. I, I think uh, there's, noth- there's nothing there, really. There's nothing to look at. I've seen pictures come back from that rover. Mm. And I, I mean, I, I can barely tolerate the countryside. <laughs> You're not going to like Mars in, no. tell you. No, no. no. There's I nothing to do. Yeah. not No TV. No. At least the countryside has um, like pub lunches and things. Mm-mm. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it would be for me, Mars. I think maybe like part of the appeal and you see this a lot with the tech entrepreneurs, it's it's being amongst the first people to colonise Mars. I think that appeals. Right, making history. But this is my point, is that you wouldn't be making history. Why not? Because I think the first person, if you're the first one out of the capsule, you're making Mm. history. Mm, Right. I think the second person out of the capsule, maybe, it helps if you've got a funny name, like right, I think like, Buzz Aldrin, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but I think a lot of people would struggle with the other guy, Michael Collins.
2: Right. Well, I'm glad you said it because well, th- most yeah. people are thinking what was yeah. that third one called? Yeah.
1: yeah. So if if the third person on the first manned mission to the moon is barely remembered by the bulk of people, <laughs> you're not really making history <laughs> unless you're the first person to set foot. If you're number eleven, who cares? Yeah, that's a very good
2: point. No, one, no one's going to remember past the first one and maybe second one.
1: No, unless you were the first person to do dot, dot, dot on Mars. I think with, okay. my, with my brother, it might be um, the first person to commit an act of onanism, to spill his own seed <laughs> on Mars. That's a, that's, you don't want to go down in history for that. I, I think he wouldn't mind. Oh, okay, okay. Although where would you get your inspiration from? The landscape? <laughs> Not really, it's not like there's any ice volcanoes
2: <laughs> whose thing is ice volcanoes oh,
1: I don't know someone somewhere yes mm. um, Sarah woke me up yesterday morning to tell me about the Oscars thing
2: okay, yeah,
1: she couldn't wait for me to wake up of my own accord. She had to come and rouse me from my slumber. She was so excited by the whole thing
2: right, just and did you have time to formulate an opinion?
1: <laughs> Well, this is the thing, you know, I don't, I don't think... Um, I'm, I'm terrified of having an opinion now.
2: Right, in case it's the wrong one. Well, I've,
1: I've, I've seen every opinion has been decried. Oh, right. Okay, so there's no right opinion. I also think I'm nearly 50. What business have I got having an opinion? Oh, is that how it works? Brilliant. I just think the world moves on. Mm. That's how it's been, you know, I don't know, the last 60 or 70 years. Um. Yeah, you know, the youth get to decide the social norms and opinions on things and you just get left being an old fuddy-duddy at some point. So I've just decided to stop having an opinion on things.
2: God, what a tremendous relief. I feel it's it a great
1: weight off my shoulders. Like I don't have to have an opinion. Yeah, I think it is uh, it's it is, it's, you know, uh it's freeing up so much time for me not having to familiar- I mean, I will I will say um the, the one thing I thought is that it's interesting to me that it was a slap.
2: Yes, yes, I, I, yes, that didn't escape me. Yeah, interesting.
1: So, so, so I, I have never had the impulse to be physically violent towards somebody. I, do, I know you you have, but mm. I, I mm. don't have it in me. I never want to hit it. You know, I've, I've, I think about um, you know hiring a hitman and having someone taken out. You've got the bloodlust, but yes, not yes, the, yeah, the, the yeah, will yeah, of your yeah, body to yeah, do it. Yeah, I don't have any sort of violent, physically violent input pulses. And then mm. I think if I did get a hitman, something would go wrong. You know, uh, th- there'd be something in the interaction with the hitman where they'd just take my money and then not do the job, or I'd accidentally end up with a hit taken out on myself, or so, or it'd be an undercover police. You know, th- th- these kinds of things. So I'd, mm. um, but I, I don't sort of have that feeling of wanting to commit an act of violence ever really um but i think it's it's quite something to have the restraint to not throw a punch just think okay i'm gonna be restrained here it's got, i'm just gonna go in for the slap Mm-mm. rather than the punch um but not the restraint to walk up onto the stage and do that on tv
2: mm interesting
1: that's that's all I've got to say about it. Okay okay, you know, okay. There's nothing uh nothing in the way of an opinion there. It's just an observation. I wouldn't dare have an opinion.
2: Good, good. Thank goodness I hate opinions.
1: Yeah. It's a shame that the slap wasn't um accompanied by its traditional bedfellow the tickle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been the perfect end. Why yeah. did you do that? Uh, oh. I'll
1: tell you who the worst people are. Who? The people who upload videos to YouTube saying Oscars 2022, and then it's not really the Oscars; it's somebody doing commentary and using bits of music, and then showing a three-second clip, like trying to find the actual thing. It's really hard. <laughs> I think they're the real villains in all this.
2: <laughs> of everyone, it's them that we yes. should be directing our fury at. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, was that an opinion? Mm, it got it got dangerously close okay, okay i um i went to see an oscar nominated film last night oh which one the worst person in the world
2: hmm. tell it's, me about that
1: it's a norwegian film it was nominated for best international uh film and um it was it was really good i really enjoyed it i wasn't sure and then by the last sort of third or last quarter i thought i oh, know this is this is uh, extraordinarily good um I won't give any spoilers. If people okay. like my endorsement, go and see it. If, uh, if you don't, then look it up yourself. Um, but the, i t- tell you what, the, the queue was so long for refreshments. Do you know what I wish my superpower was? What's that? Being able to look down a queue to the person at the till in such a way that makes them want to ring a button to get another cashier to come out of wherever they are.
2: Oh, yes. That would be a
1: glorious superpower. What are they all doing in there? That when a bell rings, they've, they've just got a, a, an inexhaustible supply of people to come and work on the cash registers, <laughs> but only if somebody deems to ring a bell.
2: They're probably Everyone's on their break, aren't they? <laughs> it's
1: a lot of, I used to always think that. I mean, I tend not to be in the bank the, that much these days, but you'd have one cashier open. And then you'd see them all in the back and you couldn't really tell what they were doing. But I'm thinking, whatever they're doing, I think probably they'd be best deployed coming and sorting out this line of 109 <laughs> people. But what do I know?
2: Well, because I'm thinking, are they pretending to do something because they yeah. don't want to? I didn't, didn't we speak to someone once that they quite often pull their thing down when they've had enough? Like, I'm sure it's That's what thing. it looked
1: like. Yeah. This yeah. might always been my suspicion. I yeah. might get a bell sound effect on my phone.
2: A bell, why? for the next
1: time i'm in a supermarket or in a, in the cinema yeah and i want a new cashier to come i can instead of just waiting for them to press the button you can, I can do yourself. it on my phone <laughs> like supermarket attendance. <laughs> <laughs> all right
2: annabelle let's hear from the drifters first one is from lara last week was not one of my finest moments. I went to pick up some hi-fi equipment from a lovely older couple, only to lock my keys in my car immediately upon arrival. Worse, my phone was in the car, so I had to use both their phone and computer to find the number for my insurance provider. Oh, no. Thus followed two very awkward hours where I desperately tried to think of things to say while the breakdown took their sweet time arriving. Oh, no. When he finally did turn up, I bid a hasty goodbye and many thank yous. However, the breakdown guy thought I needed a tow and so didn't have the gear to open the car. So he had to drive back to his garage to get it. I had to sheepishly wait outside another five minutes before the couple invited me inside again for another 30 minute wait. I wanted to die.
1: Oh, I would have asked the um, AA man or whatever he was to text me when he was five minutes away and I would have just gone for a long walk. I would have said, can I come with you? <laughs> I'll just I'll just
2: hide in the back. Yeah. Anything would be better than having to go back in after two hours. Oh, two.
1: Lara, that is excruciating.
2: <laughs> okay, this is from Jules. I've had two of my woeful tales read out before. The one where a builder ate coronation chicken off a spoon I was holding instead of <laughs> taking it from me. And one when I was on work experience and typed shite instead of white in an error on a director's document. <laughs> On your podcast malfunction message this week, Jeff mentioned the band Kraftwerk and this brought an excruciating flashback of a night in 2017. So I'm sharing yet another cringe fest. I am a new romantic and always have been a huge fan of late 70s, early 80s electronic music, Human League, Depeche Mode, Flock of Seagulls, etc., My husband managed to get tickets for us to see Craftwork's 3D show at the Royal Abbott Hall for my birthday. I had never seen them before live. We don't get away much due to caring for our disabled sons. This was a big deal and our first trip without kids for over two years. I was so excited and even bought a new outfit to wear and booked a hotel for the night. My husband went online the minute tickets went on sale. They sold out so fast that the only tickets available were at the very top of the building. No seats, just standing. We had to walk up lots of steps in the summer heat. And it was so hot that the person next to us had an epileptic fit and had to be taken away by paramedics
1: before the show had even started. Wow, I didn't know that was a thing. No. I mean, I know an epileptic fit is a thing, I didn't know... A heat-induced one was.
2: Mm-mm.
1: The 3D show was
2: amazing, but we had to traipse down up teen stairs again to leave. We were staying quite a distance from the gig and soon lost the crowd that had been to the event. What with all the steps and now walking along the empty road, I was getting pretty tired. Despite wearing comfortable footwear, flat boots, my feet had had enough for one night. No buses seemed to be going near our accommodation, so I attempted to hail a black cab. There were taxis coming along with their lights on indicating they were available but despite putting my arm up none were stopping I couldn't fathom why this was then suddenly I realized she's a model and she's looking good I'd like to take her home that's understood our craftwork lyrics as it turns out I was not looking as good as I thought I was and no taxi <laughs> wanted to take me home when I go to events, I like to dress up to really feel in the spirit of it. I'd never been to a Craftwork gig before, but just as Bay City Rollers fans dress in tartan or brossettes wear grosche bottle tops on their bootlaces, I had assumed Craftwork fans would dress up. Apparently not. Nope. <laughs> just me. The new outfit I had ordered was a red shirt and black tie to look like the cover of Craftwork's Man Machine album. Great. To my horror, as all the other craftwork fans had dispersed, standing at the side of the road in the dark early hours, putting my arm up to hail a cab, made me look like a lost member of Hitler Youth doing a Nazi <laughs> salute. My knee-high black boots and bleach blonde hair probably just added more to the airy of fuel to this already raging inferno of a look. This could explain why a number of available cabs had sailed past. Once my terrible couture choice had suddenly dawned on me in a public place, I felt so awful that that throwing myself under a juggernaut on the nearest autobahn would have been a relief. As it was so hot, I had no jacket to cover up. So I hid in shame behind a bus shelter and got my husband sensibly dressed to hail a cab. Eventually one stopped. I then stepped out from behind the bus shelter and quickly got into the taxi. No eye contact with the driver and let my husband do the talking. If you ever want zero conversation from a cabbie, then this is the outfit for you, as it guarantees a quiet ride. I felt absolutely mortified. In my excitement to see the band and join the spirit of the night, it hadn't occurred to me why nobody else had dressed up. I never wore the outfit again. Wow.
1: I'd love to hear uh, some cab drivers (laughs) get in touch. Is that part of the code? You don't um, pick up people dressed in some kind of neo-modernist Nazi garb?
2: I'd be interested I mean, you'd, to know. You'd,
1: you'd, you'd hope so, but um, I'm surprised it was so identifiable at speed. mm <laughs> have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult
2: things that I don't know the difference between this is all the things I think I probably should know the difference between and I should say here these are things that I could probably try and find out but some crucial lack of interest is missing from my brain so I don't bother but also because I kind of think I don't think anyone really knows (laughs) so so here goes here's the first one yeah crocodile and alligator I don't know. Does anybody really know outside of David Attenborough?
1: Probably not.
2: As far as I can see, same thing, two different names. And if they're not the same thing, I think we can lump them together like under just one name, can't we? Like a Crocodile is the most dominant one because we've got Crocodile Dundee, Crocs, crocodile rock and crocodile tears whereas what has alligator got just see you later alligator <laughs> and then crocodile gets in there anyway within a wild crocodile yeah 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 like, yeah. maybe gatorade you know, that loosely mm. ties in but anyway i don't know the difference probably should they're probably very distinct and people are now in uproar that i'm suggesting to lump them all under crocodile sorry
1: i've got alligators in florida in the Ever- everglades and crocodiles everywhere else <laughs> Okay, right.
2: Well (laughs) I'm sure that's right. Yeah. Next one.
1: Yeah.
2: Satsuma, Clementine, Mandarin, Tangerine, Easy Peeler.
1: Yeah.
2: Five names for what seems to be exactly the same thing. Yes. I could be persuaded that an easy peeler is different. And it is notable for, I believe, being the only food named after how easy it is to prepare. Which (laughs) is a shame. And after my crocodile alligator campaign, I will consider doing one to create more foods named like Easy Peelers. Like perhaps get the butternut squash called a hellishly difficult peeler and chopper. <laughs> much much better name. You know you know what you're getting then, don't you? There's no like nasty surprise when you get it home. But apart from the easy peeler, which claims to be easy to peel, so I'm guessing, and I've got no idea here, but I'm guessing maybe it's been bred to have a looser skin or something. I don't know. Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these other ones, Satsuma, Clementine, Mandarin, Tangerine. Shall I tell you what I call them all? Little oranges. <laughs> and that will do. Okay, next. Petrol, gasoline and diesel. I don't know. I do know there's definitely a difference between petrol and diesel as I've been to a petrol pump and they wouldn't come from two different nozzles if they were the same. And also I once saw a hire car and it had the word petrol written on the petrol cap thing, which puzzled me because I thought, well, if you can drive, you should automatically know what that little circle is for on the side of the car. But then someone explained to me so they know it's petrol, not diesel. So I know there is a difference, but what it is, honestly, I couldn't even hazard a guess.
1: No, I have, um, have had a bad experience with it. I once filled up a boat with the wrong one.
2: <laughs> a boat? <laughs> was yeah. it your super yacht?
1: <laughs> it was a boat I'd rented. And yeah. I went to a boat petrol station and then oh, no. sort of got um, two or 300 metres out to sea and the engine started doing something quite peculiar and a kindly man who was out fishing with his son had to tow us back. We had to abandon this boat and then pay hundreds of pounds to have... Whichever whichever one we put in by mistake, siphoned out. And-
2: <laughs> why are there two different ones then? Like, why? <laughs> why? Let's just pick one and stick yeah. to it. One that I didn't know, but I did feel ashamed enough to Google, is Holland and the Netherlands, because I sort of thought they're the same, as it turns out they're not. And it also made me realise, and this is even more shameful, that I didn't know the difference between United Kingdom, Great Britain and the British Isles. I'm 47. This is my country. How can I not? I do now. I know it now. But I'm very ashamed that I didn't know that
1: before. You see, I could hazard a guess, but I'm not 100% sure that I get it right. So do you... Do, you, do you want to do it? So I think Great Britain is what you might think of as the mainland. Right. So England, Scotland and Wales. Right. I think the British Isles might be all the islands, including... Great Britain, the island of Ireland, Channel right. Islands, Isle of Man and the Isle of Wight. Yeah. And then the United Kingdom is the component countries? England, Scotland, Northern, Wales, island, Northern Ireland, Scotland Wales. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, well, that's
2: good. You're right. That's a relief. Yeah. I mean, the fact, though, that you're think, not I one think, of the I cleverest think,
1: people I know and you weren't even sure. I think British, <laughs> I I think British Isles has maybe fallen out of favour as an expression.
2: Yes, but that's, that's like the Republic of Ireland, like every, yes, well, everything. Yes, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Okay, last one. Olive oil, virgin olive oil, and extra virgin olive oil.
1: All the same thing. I know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a difference because the extra virgin one is fancier and more expensive, but why? But try well, finding know.
1: try finding olive oil that's just a normal amount of virgin.
2: It's almost impossible yes. to find. Yeah. We either get olive oil or extra virgin. Yeah. Why is there no virgin in the yes. middle? Yes. There yes. isn't. No. And it doesn't make sense that because why is there extra like either you're a virgin or you're not? We don't talk about Anne Widdecombe being a virgin and Mother Teresa <laughs> being extra virgin. Like it's not a thing, is it?
1: Anyway, is don't it about even... how many bases it's been to <laughs> Oh
2: no. <laughs> Anyway, don't email me about the differences of any of these: petrol, diesel, <laughs> crocodile, alligator. Not, I'm not. If I wanted to know, I'd look it up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: I think I live a somewhat joyless existence. (laughs)
2: Oh, Jeff, you can't start a sentence with that. It's too so depressing.
1: But I'll tell you what I've noticed has brought me an increasing amount of pleasure in recent years. Mm. The, um, the local shop that I go to, I have a coupon and they stamp it every time right. I spend £10. And I think every time I spend £100, I get £5 off. Oh, that's nice. And I really, you know, I really love my coupon and I, I, I never forget to get it out of my wallet when I'm paying Mm. and I can't tell whether I should just be pleased that such a small thing is bringing me pleasure um, or if I'm turning into a pensioner prematurely (laughs)
2: It's, it's when you start getting lots of different ones out of an envelope
1: from your bag, from yeah. your handbag. I'm, that not, you think I'm, that... I'm not cutting coupons out yet. No, no, no. It's just they give you, it's like a little loyalty card.
2: Yes, yes, I love oh, a loyalty I card. Love Who my, doesn't? Yeah,
1: yeah, I really, really love it. But I am quite worried that I'm turning uh, turning into my nan with a co-op stamp book. <laughs> a cousin of mine um, sent me a DVD of my nan's... 80th birthday party no which was in 1988 oh wow and it's odd because i don't remember there being a video camera like they they were very exotic um objects the the only time i remember seeing one in the wild was um there was a coupon actually in the macrosfield express to get a day's free hire of a video camera from Radio Rentals and me and Eddie from next door rented it and recorded ourselves playing music and doing sketches loosely based on neighbours. Oh, I'd love to see that. I, I've asked him for it loads of times and I think he's either suppressing it because it's Compromat or um, it's, it's, you know, been lost or destroyed over time but I remember pulling all the tape out of a C90 and making a, a Max Ramsey wig out of it. <laughs> the great
2: lost tape like forget about doctor who this is
1: this is the greatest anyway the, the reason i mentioned this is so it was very odd because you know video cameras weren't the were expensive items back then and and it's it's very surprising to me that somebody in my family managed to get hold of one and um it's interesting because You know, like we all, I think part of what we talk about on this podcast a lot is having these memories of yourself and feeling a bit cringy or embarrassed and maybe something that happened 30 years ago, you'll just be going about your business and then you go, Oh God, why was I such an idiot then? And, you know, you you carry all this sort of weird shame and embarrassment with you as a drifter. Mm. So I've had it in my head that maybe if I could see some film of myself, I'd be a bit more forgiving and like myself a bit more and, and oh, it'd release yeah. me some, from some of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So what was interesting was to, to get this video of my nan's 80th and, it, and I, I was DJing there.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Which I don't really have any memory of, but, uh, but there I am behind the decks and there's something on it that I completely forgot Which is, when it was time for everybody to sing Happy Birthday, I had a record with the Happy Birthday song on it, played on the piano, all queued up, ready to go. And at the appointed moment, I pressed start, I had the record player at the wrong speed, (laughs) and then had to adjust it straight away so it started slow then went really fast so nobody could tell the pitch just so dramatically that nobody could tell which key it was in everybody came in at the wrong time they were singing the wrong key they got lost and what is incredible to me is now i have a memory that i'd completely either forgotten oh, or suppressed oh, no, no that now i've got another one to add to the pile of memories <laughs> yeah that i'll get anxiety pangs about
2: Never go back.
1: No. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, and there's a, it's a little bit of kids say the funniest things, but, um, you know, hopefully we can get get through that together as a team. So, Jean has joined the RSPB, the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. <laughs> Lovely and he, he really he's really into it he He tried to pay for something with his membership card at the aforementioned <laughs> shop the other day. <laughs> don't know if he's seen me with my coupon or whatever it is. But, um, he's also got some kind of vouch- voucher that admits a guest into some r s p b um, wetlands of his site of his choosing, mm-hmm. and the way he is wielding that.
2: Oh, really?
1: Like he's got front row tickets to something and uh, it's, oh. whoever is going to please him most gets to be his guest. Oh. Oh. I don't think he understands that. The other person just have to pay 50p and then they'll be allowed in anyway. Right, um, right. And then the other day, he, he said with some urgency, said, Dad, I need the address for the RSPB which I then found for him. And he wrote onto an envelope and had something he wanted to put in it. And he'd, he'd written an apology letter to a bird <laughs> for skipping a meeting with it. So, oh, oh no, I mean, I d- I d- I d- I d- I've got no idea what this was about, but he'd missed a meeting with a bird and he wanted to s- send a letter to this bird, care of the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds.
2: Oh, When he said he, he wanted to apolo- I thought maybe he'd accidentally trodden on a bird's foot or something. I didn't realise that there was something... <laughs> a bit more lateral, <laughs> like not, not so real about it. Like I'm assuming he didn't have a meeting. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe he did have you a meeting know, with a don't bird. Know, don't know. No, Any, maybe anyway. he did. Sorry.
1: The reason I mention all this is um, as I am constantly indulging his whims and trying to make sure that his childhood is full of wonder, I've then been out and bought three bird feeders for our backyard. Our oh, little. you've got the
2: same mat as me now.
1: Have you got three? Have you?
2: Yeah, and I remember saying I thought it was a bit extreme, and I still think it is.
1: Well, I got one, which um, so there's three different types of bird feeders uh, in the, uh, from what I could see, RSPB approved ones. Mm. One is um, like a for for peanutty type food. Yeah. One has got some kind of contraption where the it drops down through a little hole. Right. And then the other one is fat balls. Okay, yeah. So I had to make sure that we got one of each. So put that up on Friday, I think. Do you know how many birds I've seen in our garden since then? I'm guessing none. Not a single one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does take time. How long?
2: Um, you have to wait maybe four years. <laughs> Honestly, it takes ages so like, we, We've had ours up for about two years And they're only starting to come now <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating What is wrong they with need to, them? They, they need to, they, it's like getting a new shop in town They don't have like, um, local newspapers They don't have sandwich boards They don't have email They don't know when there's a new shop in town
1: I feel, like, got off, so, word of mouth. I feel like someone who had a dream of opening a restaurant and they're a really good cook and then they sort of put all their <laughs> effort and money and dreams into opening this restaurant and then nobody's coming to it. It is a bit like that. It is. Oh, I'm sorry. And then Jean keeps saying, like, why don't the birds like our garden daddy?
2: Oh, no. And I
1: think it's something to do with me.
2: They don't like you. That what well, you know, there's that
1: expression, you could charm the birds from the trees. I think I'm the opposite <laughs> of that
2: you away.
1: Yeah. Oh, It's nothing. No, honestly, it just takes time. I'm the opposite of St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> it's like our garden as a place where, you know, where something terrible happens, like a battlefield or Chernobyl, and then yeah. the wildlife stays away from it for years. <laughs> I feel like our little back garden is like that, but oh. it's difficult to explain that to a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's healthy for him to have a sense of uh, melancholy and disappointment. <laughs>
2: They'll come, they'll come.
1: <laughs> maybe you could send a letter to the birds care of the RSPB. Yes, and then, then
2: they'll be Or maybe the to birds him. are holding
1: a grudge against him for skipping this appointment. Well,
2: oh, that's probably at that meeting. Yeah. How dare he?
1: Yeah. All right, Annabelle, quandary corner at the GLAP clinic here in Problematic. From who is the first one? First one is from Mark. I kindly request your definitive
2: stance on the following related quandaries. Are people pushing prams or buggies in the street with young children in them allowed to wear headphones? And secondly, are people, me, allowed to judge them for doing so? For context, I'm not a parent or guardian of a child, but I do have a young dog. And for at least the first two years of his life, I could not bring I could not bring myself to wear earphones while walking down the street together out of fear of looking inattentive to his needs to pass us by. <laughs> Whenever I see someone using headphones while in the care of a child, I cannot stop myself from thinking, selfish, terrible parent. Even though I know that this walk could be their only moment of peace in the day to enjoy some comforting music or a podcast, or perhaps they're just pretending to listen to something so other people with prams won't stop and talk to them, or they could be making an important hands-free call about the parents' funeral they need to organise. I know all of this is possible and I will never know the life of these other people, but still... The voice in my head is judging them harshly. Is this okay? Please help.
1: Oh, this is this is really good. So I don't think I've ever once worn headphones whilst walking a dog.
2: No. Oh, what? Yeah. You've Never worn them while walking a dog.
1: No, because I think it's disrespectful to the dog.
2: <gasps> See, I, I was, I. I chuckled a bit at Mark for how sweet he was for thinking that. I don't think I've ever walked the dog and not worn headphones.
1: No, because I want to be in the moment with the dog. But then I'm thinking back to when Gene was in the pram. I think if he was sleeping, I'd wear headphones, but I wouldn't ever wear them any other time, I don't think. And um, I used to have him facing me, so I would see if he woke up.
2: Mm, mm. I wasn't
1: aware that people would be judging me for wearing headphones when when the baby was asleep
2: yeah if they're asleep and facing you that it's absolutely fine to listen to something because yeah. you're doing a lot of what like especially if you've got a child that will only sleep in the pram in the day you're doing a lot of walking around the streets of yes. the pram. Yeah. so you can, you you could use this time for podcasts audiobooks dramas anything like that so i think that's totally fine i i think until they can talk i think it's fine to wear them Mm, i don't know maybe
1: just one ear i think it's fine yeah i think i could i wouldn't judge you for one ear but i think if your kid was babbling away and you would like this something on headphones i think be in the moment with it i mean i think you know what i really think is whatever you need to get you through Mm -mm. just do it but um Mm. i think like it's the same principle as the dog For me, when when the child is awake, I want to be in the moment with the child. But if it's asleep, I don't Mm. see any reason not to wear headphones.
2: Yeah, I think if it's asleep, totally fine. God,
1: I remember just walking around for hours, listening to Emmy the Great's album, whatever that would have been, that came out in 2016 or 2017.
2: And regarding whether you're allowed to judge if it's if it's in your own head you you do you.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, whatever yeah. whatever gets yeah. you
2: through the day because judging can be ext- it's great fun. Yeah, def-
1: definitely. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. As
2: long as you're not letting it show in your face.
1: No. Do you do whatever you want. The amount of people who say to me, you know, something I really like about you is you're just not you know, you're not a judgmental person and I think Oh, I'm definitely uh, not outwardly a judgmental person. I pride <laughs> myself on that. I pride myself on being perceived as not judgmental, but uh-huh. yeah, I'm, I'm walking around judging all the time.
2: Yeah, just keep it to myself. Yeah. That's the way yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah,
1: okay. Okay, let's move on to Kendall.
2: I apologize in advance for the detail about bodily functions, but unfortunately, it is part of the story. I live in an apartment building which has maintenance services when something needs to be fixed. Recently, I noticed that my shower was dripping, so I put in a request to have maintenance come and take a look. I dread making these requests. From the minute you put the request to the time they show up to complete it, you have no idea when they'll be coming. It could be the same day. It could be two to three days. It could be a week. There is no window, no estimate, no warning, nothing. They show up at your door, knock, and if no one answers, they let themselves in. The fastest showers I've ever taken in my life have happened when I've had an open maintenance request. So I put in my request to have the shower fixed and waited. The next morning I needed to take my dog for a walk. I silently hoped that they would show up and fix the shower whilst I was gone, thus avoiding any social interaction at all. Here's where the gross part comes into it. So if anyone is squeamish, now is a good time to skip. My dog has a medical condition which requires her to take medicine to soften her stool. Because of this, she can sometimes have messy poops. Yes, it's gross, but it's not a big deal as it's easy enough for me to stick her in the sink and wash her off. Well, at the end of her walk, she had a messy poop, which would require some cleaning. At least it's the end of our walk, I thought. I'll just clean her up right when we get to the apartment. I rolled up my sleeves and picked her up so that her butt was on my arm and not my clothes. I can tolerate it for the walk up the stairs and wash myself off when we get back. I reached the top of the stairs looking forward to getting us all cleaned up when I saw it. The maintenance cart was sitting right outside my door like a sick joke. I don't know what to do. I'm holding a dog that is literally dripping poo down my arm and there is a stranger in my apartment. Of course, like any good drifter, I decide to avoid the uncomfortable social situation. I end up walking aimlessly around the complex, trying not to jostle any of the poo, while creepily peeking at my own apartment from <laughs> around the corner, hoping the cart would be gone. After 15 minutes of me looking like the weirdest and most incompetent burglar ever, the cart had disappeared, and I was finally able to sneak back into my own apartment and wash us both off. So here's my quandary. Is it okay to go into your own apartment when the maintenance people are already there? Does urgently having to clean a dog's butt make it more or less acceptable?
1: I think it makes it more acceptable, but I would not want to be doing the explaining because it's the sort of thing that I'd expect somebody to be completely sympathetic towards. And yet something in the telling of it would mean they looked at me with a completely blank expression
2: (laughs) could you go into a bathroom where someone is fixing the shower (laughs) wash and wash your dog's bum in the sink and your arm of dog
1: poo i don't know if i could Mm. i think i'd be yeah i don't know actually yeah you
2: that is that is difficult for me. I think I would yeah. struggle with that because then you would feel the need to explain it. That would smell. go poorly. Yeah, and then there's always the chance that because if they're fixing the shower, they've had to turn the water off anyway. So, yeah. oh, this is this is just terribly, terribly stressful. So what do you do then? I think the only thing you can do is what she did, and she got lucky. There was only 15 minutes because that could have taken much longer very lucky maybe in this in, this, in the unlikely event this ever happens again to anybody you could take out some kind of cleaning kit with you on the off chance so that you could do you, could, you could go to a dark alley and get some wet wipes out for example and a bottle of water <laughs> <laughs> that's my only solution apart from what she did
1: okay well um, I think uh, I think that I'll have to do them
2: okay fine
1: And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a Quandary for Quandary Corner or you have a story for us, then you can email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey. Uh, I nearly called her Kim Grainey then. <laughs> new <Anyone? laughs> It's like the low-resolution Kim Rainey. Uh, Kim <laughs> Rainey designed our artwork. And I thought we could finish this week with a little sing song. Come on, Annabelle. Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, I wanna take you to Bermuda. No? Oh,
2: okay, I'm remembering this.
1: All right, podication time. And this comes from Jack McMorrow. Bing bong. Jack McMorrow to reception, please. Good old Jack Hello. McMorrow. Hello, Jack. Dear Jeff and Annabelle, can I get this podication request on the 30th of March episode? Because on the 31st of March, I will be a few thousand metres in the air. Hopefully, I'll be on a plane. But I believe I can fly. <laughs> this is great news i think i know where this is going jack this is the uh the, the much delayed trip mm. across the big water isn't it um jack says uh, i want to thank you for helping keep me entertained during the time i was recovering from my surgery on the ankle which was broken in three places now i use a walker until my strength in my ankle is back i'm guessing that'll take ages unfortunately I now have a bunch of metal in my leg and I'm worried it'll set the x-ray machine at the security at Heathrow. I'm sure it will. Could you not get sort of... I I feel that there should be some kind of grounds for getting to the front of the queue, although being a drifter, would you want to ask? Probably not. (laughs) No. Um, I was asked if I can't put this holiday off for a while. I instantly refused, as this was meant to be in August 2020 and March 2021, For whatever it's worth, I am not looking for a delay after, uh, for delay three after 17 months and then tack on the seven months before when I booked it. Anyway, can you podicate the episode to the incredibly patient people at my travel agents, MVP Travel, the other fans I'll be seeing WrestleMania with, and my boss for giving me the time off, please. Witness the fitness of the reflection of perfection. So says Jack McMorrow. Jack, I'm so pleased that you're finally getting to do this. Yes, so exciting. You, you've had a time of it. I mean, everyone's had a time of it, but I mean, you know, you, you've you had uh, all your stuff to be le- dealing with as well. I don't know how much you've been looking forward to this. And although I don't personally relate with um, to, uh, to to uh, the, the love of wrestling, I think maybe it's something that lies ahead for me.
2: Maybe, never know.
1: Life is long and you have different passions at different times and I've never had my click with uh, uh, WWE wrestling. I mean, I, I liked a bit of Les Kellett and Kendo Nagasaki, etc. back in the day. Mm. But um, maybe, maybe it's ahead of me. Maybe, maybe it's like,
2: it can be your Nana thing. Because like, Nanas often get into wrestling, yeah, don't they? Yeah.
1: yeah, maybe one day I will smell what The Rock is cooking. <laughs> like my brother's passion for it will eventually infect me. <laughs> I think that was maybe an outdated reference. I think The Rock has uh, left that world behind, hasn't he?
2: Right, okay. So, for Hollywood, no one should use that. And yeah.
1: A future presidency. Um, maybe Jack should have, now that The Rock doesn't use that catchphrase anymore, maybe Jack could have, can you smell what Jack is cooking?
2: <laughs> it could be his. If it's yeah. not being used, if it's free, take yeah, it. Absolutely.
1: Um, Jack, have a marvellous time mm, Yes It is thoroughly deserved And there we go The latest edition of the podcast, podcast dedicated to Jack McMorrow If you would like one Dedicating to you It's hello at adriftpodcast.com
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad High quality fashion without the price tag Say hello to Quince